and welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news in a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connie. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, I loved it whenever I'm doing the intro. You've always got a I've smile got to do something. Well, it's because I'm like, oh, are you ready to go? I'm like, yeah, I just need to sort my mustache out real quick. Oh, we're going. Okay, well, I guess I'm doing this in the intro then. That's fine. Just do it anyway. <laughs> just do it anyway. You know what? Just like don't even like get ready do it join the podcast and save time just just get dressed on the podcast it's a different I mean, show entirely <laughs> now that we've got video i don't know if youtube will let us do that is that is that against that i'd imagine it is uh i don't know i know twitch is funny about nipples that's that's a legitimate thing like you will get sacked off twitch if you show any nipple regardless of gender oh really well at least yeah. they're being fair across the board i guess yes Free the nipple. Hashtag free the nipple. (laughs) Hashtag free the nipple. Rebal until we get to see everyone's nipples. (laughs) Anyway, shall we jump into the first piece of news this week? Let's do it. So a few days ago, Monster Energy, for the so which is an energy drink. There's no other way to describe that. I think most people will know what a Monster Energy drink is, but if not, it's basically just full of sugar and taurine. Don't forget the taurine. Is that what's taurine? I, I it's a it's it's a it's a thing that it's one of the base amino acids. I want to say. Okay, right. I don't know. Taurine what means, is thought okay. to be an antioxidant to have antioxidant properties, but little is known about the effects of long-term supplemental taurine use. So oh, wow. um, <laughs> okay. it, it, it's one of those. It's like electrolytes. Yes, it's, it's one of those that people are allowed to say their thing has, but doesn't necessarily have to mean anything. Our sports energy drink has electrolytes, which is absolutely amazing, but we (laughs) couldn't tell you what they actually do. Is that about right? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So, Monster Energy has started beef with yet another indie developer (sighs) uh, for using the word... The word monster. (laughs) Monster in the name of its game, Dark Deception... Dark Deception... Dark Deception! I'll get there. Monsters and Mortals. So... Okay, every now and again, you do hear a company going after another company to protect their trademark. Sometimes it's successful, sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it is for the right reasons, other times not so much. This feels like one of those that is not so much because why Pokemon? Well, so the the company over its lifelong period has filed over 130 trademark objections against numerous companies for using the word monster pokemon in japan is called pocket monsters and of course in 2014 um basically they went after um pokemon as x and y was released why are we reporting on this now because this news is only just broken because it's been hidden away somewhere and then finally someone decided to do the research and find out found out that monster energy just likes to go after every company they can find that has the word monster in it which kind of feels like one of those you do you remember those like ambulance chaser adverts back yep. in the day where like you know where there's where there's you know blame there's a claim or whatever and it feels like they're going after everyone hoping that a company will just go, you know what, just just take 10 grand, leave us alone, we can't be bothered with this. Well, the thing is, especially in, I believe it's American law, when it comes to trademarks and stuff, to retain a trademark, you must protect that trademark. 
So if, for instance, somebody starts using the name Pokemon and just uses it wildly and Nintendo doesn't do anything about it or Game Freak doesn't do anything about it or the Pokemon company doesn't do anything about it, which every one of them holds the rights. I would assume it was the Pokemon company, but I don't know, which is why I covered my bases. If they don't do anything about that, they forfeit the right to defend it later. Oh, okay. Because they have said, no, it's okay. It, we, we, we have lit this slide and therefore we have lapsed that trademark. So okay. what you'll find with a lot of these companies is they will go after these smaller creators who sort of use their name and things like that to be like, no, I'm sorry, we have to come down on you because otherwise bigger companies can do it. And because of the way the law works, we've said that's okay by proxy. However, <laughs> Monster has no basis for that because the arguments they're making, they're basically saying we own the trademark on the word monster, monster. and any use of it, yeah. which is not what their trademark is. Surely isn't what their trademark is. And as far as I can see on all the cases that they've lost, no judge agrees that that's what their trademark is. No, they've they've also gone after uh, Monster Hunter Cross, which is the Japanese version of Monster Hunter Generations. That was thrown out. Uh, the what the the case against Pokemon was thrown out, and I'm quoting from the findings here. No evidence has been submitted that is sufficient to find that there is reason to consider the trademark to be trademark likely to harm public order or good morals or morales morales. Um, so even the judge saw this and just went, "Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're taking the mic. Stop yeah, it. Nobody is going to look at Pokemon and go." Ah, pocket monsters. That must be related to monster energy drink. Yeah, that, exa- that's yeah. monster energy drink. I can put in my pocket. Like there, there is a common word, and <laughs> you can put in your pocket. There's a common word there, and it's monster, and that is the only like reason that that monster energy is gone. Yeah, let let's try this. But it's it's just it feels like a really strange hill to die on. Like yeah, I, I like and. To me, this doesn't feel like... Well, I was about to say, this doesn't feel like you're trying to protect your brand or you you think that Pokemon is, in, you know, is you know impacting on your brand. It feels almost to me like this is a cheeky way to get some marketing. Well, the thing is as well, because they've gone after people, and I, I don't want to say this before anything else, you can't trademark just a word. That's not okay. Mm. Uh, a trademark has to be like the logo and the branding and everything associated with it. A couple of celebrities have tried to trademark. Kylie Jenner tried to do it. Yeah, uh, what was that? Tried, tried to, they tried to trademark the word Kylie, the name Kylie. <laughs> the, the common name Kylie. The common name Kylie. Yeah. And Kylie okay. Minogue came after her and was like, nope. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> if, Ky- if there's one of those two that you associate with be Kylie, it's Kylie Minogue, right? Yeah. But Monster have gone after, as we said, smaller indie companies who oftentimes don't have the funds to fight yeah. these battles as much as they probably win mm. court cases can go on for extended periods of time and the only one who really wins are the lawyers yeah. so some companies will just fold and that's kind of what they're preying on um but they've gone after companies as well for their local design so you know the mm-hmm. three slashes they yeah. went after a i think it was a sports team who were called the Something Bears and had a bear slash at the end of their logo. They were like, no, that's too similar to ours. You're clearly ripping us off. It's like, no, 
<laughs> Not in the slightest. <laughs> if if anything, a, a a bear claw slash makes more sense because bears are real. Monsters, not so much. It's it's really strange. I I I I can kind of understand it in some weird logic why they're doing this, but but the marketing the marketing idea that I, I, I mentioned like that doesn't make sense because this the the Pokemon court case was in 2014 so it's not even recent so no. maybe they really do maybe this isn't about marketing maybe this is literally just oh we 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 think that you know them pokemon monster hunter whatever it might be just them existing has an a negative Im- impact on monster energy which again just strange yeah because you know everybody's gonna look at pokemon and be like oh that's monster energy related though <laughs> because monster is more famous than pokemon uh, the largest franchise in the so, world yes but I, I would say okay if pokemon was a predominantly adult franchise there would have been a crossover by now wouldn't there do you not think um like, i see what you're saying because we used to have pokemon on everything back in the day yes oh yeah i mean we still have like pokemon on instant pasta and things like that um would they do? Would they do? Mm, is energy drink brand it. safe enough for Nintendo? Because I see it as like, oh, he is the fire flavor, the water, fl- not for the water, but grass, electric. Like, you get what I mean? And having yeah, the, you're like, talking the like Pokemon colors. G Fuel kind of thing. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. With like Pikachu on the yellow one, it's like, you know, um, electric surge flavor. Like, I could see that working in a really weird way, but because it's obviously a children franchise. There, there is predominantly children franchise. So There's hang on, no way the dude. There, there, there apparently was. This is not Pokemon, but there was Power Up Energy Drink, which was right. a Nintendo licensed energy drink made by Boston American Corp. It has an image of Mario holding a mushroom on it. It is an official licensed Nintendo product. Nintendo did do an energy drink. That's amazing. Wow. So there's <laughs> precedent here. Maybe this is the maybe this is the crossover that we're getting at some point. Speaking of crossovers, yes, let's move on to, bizarrely, a comment that we've had. But the comment was that good that we wanted to turn that into the theme for this episode. So um, it's courtesy of King Nido, who said, in the theme of you guys creating things with Pokemon, uh, following up from our Pokemon slash D&D conversation last week, what Pokemon would you have in a Mario Kart-themed Pokemon game? And if you're up to it what tracks would be in the cups so should we start with the, start with the, the actual pokemon. let's start with the po- so are we going with pokemon or are we going with 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 people so there's a fair argument to be had here as to which one you go for now i'm on the mindset that you've got to make this make sense for the lore yeah so yes. it would be you know the only pokemon racing game we've had up till now has been pokemon dash which as terrible as it is, was that is the running Pokemon. one? That's the one where you had to swipe on the DS, and yeah, okay, all, yeah. So it's a garbage game, but it's got Pokemon racing. So I'm thinking something like Unite, where it's a case of it's a Pokemon competition with Pokemon rather than okay. the trainers, because otherwise, what you're racing around as like Red or Lance or Steven Stone, and then the Pokemon are just the background. So yeah, so I, I guess the question is, do you? I don't. So 
it kind of feels like you need people on cart or the Pokemon racing. I don't see how, in law, you can have Pokemon on carts, unless you adapted the carts, actually. So Yeah. Because why couldn't you have a more Pico in, like, a big hamster wheel? Yeah, true. That could work, actually, in a weird way. I quite so like that. You, you wouldn't be able to change up the carts, necessarily, because no. each Pokemon would have a designated cart. Yes. Yes. And then they'd have all their stats attached to that and things. But I quite like that because I could see it being a case of like every Pokemon, like while you can't customize the vehicle or whatever they use, mm-hmm. like each of them have pros and cons. So maybe the weapons that they unlock as they go around, or yep. maybe some of them are faster, some of them are more durable, some of them, you know, take longer to build up speed. But once they've built up speed on those those stretches, like a Dodrio, for example, will just just go mm-hmm. past all these other. So, and I and I kind of feel like that would be more fun than just you pick a character and then anyone could have the same cart like Mario yeah. Kart. So we're going with Pokemon. I I think Pokemon, whether you put them in carts or not, I don't think matters too much. I like the idea of different Pokemon having different power-ups. Balance would be a nightmare. (laughs) It would, but you could kind of work into it like type advantages as well. And it like maybe in a simplified way, Mm -hmm. but you could like maybe instead of it being like, all the typings, it's more of a rock, paper, scissors kind of scenario where then you only need to worry about two other typings rather than, you know, the 17, 18 odd that we've we've got at the moment. Okay. So we're not here to design the game. We're not coming up with mechanics. It's just what Pokemon would you like to see? Yes. What Pokemon would you like to see? Um, so. Pikachu. If <laughs> Pikachu, Pikachu has to be in there. Has it's, to be in there. It, it, it's the the mascot. I think I I actually would like to see some of the Pokemon that are known for being faster, so like Dodrio. I do like the idea of Dodrio. In a weird way, Graveler or Golem, just because just a of roll, just a roll. Exactly. See, I, I I'm on a similar thing with like Blastoise because I'm imagining like one of the power ups being Rapid Spin, effectively shrink into the shell and just all the way down the track just like spin that. all the way down the track and then what? you're you're invincible all the way you're doing it yes okay that's a that's a neat little power i do like that what are we i'm trying to I, think you, you need to see rapidash in there and the reason i say rapidash is because the first pokemon racing we ever saw in the anime you had the rapidash you did yeah 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 see i'm getting up a list of all the pokemon now so i can <laughs> kind of so i can just scroll through it we need a we need a true flying pokemon i feel okay like that's one of the advantages is maybe because it's flying, it doesn't get hit by some of the ground effects. Interesting. So maybe maybe like a Pidgeot, a Pidgeot, mainly because you could then implement Megas as well. So Megas could be a power-up. So yep. it gets a, a boost of speed or something like that. Uh, what a... Dugtrio or Diglett? Dugtrio was one that I was thinking of, yep. Because it can kind of go underground. Maybe it can take short. There's your levels it's... of invincibility that you've got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right, let's. I'm trying to scroll through. Really, <laughs> having a thousand Pokemon nowadays is it's <laughs> it's just getting a little but bit. You, ridiculous. But you get like mini bosses. So you've got like Deoxys Speed Form as a mini boss. Oh, okay, okay. So you mm-hmm. have to battle some of these mini bosses to kind of progress the story. Yeah, I think maybe. I think there'd have to be mini boss legendaries. 
Yeah. So you're okay. talking things like Articuno, Deoxys Speed Form, Mewtwo's got to be in there just for the sake of it. I would yeah. love to like race Rayquaza through a space level would be really cool. Yeah. Um. I so let's let's come on to levels in a bit because that's yeah, the yeah, next yeah, part yeah. Of, of this question because I've got some that I I would absolutely love to to see. I'm only into Generation Three. We do need some of the legendaries and mythicals in there. I feel like the the um. Latios oh, Jirachi! Jirachi would be such a cool power up because it just gets this it, like the Kirby Star and just shoots oh. off up the road. <laughs> it's gone, yeah. and then it just appears some somewhere else. Uh, what else is the I Togekiss? I'd love to see Togekiss just flying yeah, through. Um, Rotom because it's got different. For- it, Rotom could actually have a cart form. Yes, <laughs> it could actually have a cart form, and then it could change its forms depending on the level or power ups or something like that. Um, who else have we got? I mean, I'm, I'm going to skip ahead because I'm in like Gen Five, and it's taking forever at this point. Who else is there? I'm just scrolling through for the ones that are... Oh, Could Aegislash work? Attack and defense form? So it's like faster in attack form, slower in defense form, but will take more hits, so you could switch that up on the go. Yeah. Yeah, there's something yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, a stack attacker. I know it's really slow. It's one of the slowest Pokemon. It might not work, but like that could be the slowest Pokemon in the game. But it is an absolute tank. Yeah. So that. Well, so then you, long- and then you go, go the opposite way with it and give it Regilecki. Yes, where it's like the fastest one, but if it gets hit by anything, it's out for the count for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm into I'm into the final gens here, folks. I mean, oh, we we've got to have Calyrex. Yeah, that's fair. Calyrex on a horse. Yeah, um, and then you can just like you, you can almost change its form as you are running around. Uh, who else have we got? Right, the late, latest gen. I want one from the latest generation as well. Who have we got? I c- uh, I kind of like the idea of Toad Scroll. Just all its little tentacles, just because <laughs> <laughs> of how ridiculous it it, it would look. Or, that's good fun. Or what's the evolved uh, form of Relor? Uh, that is. Rapska, I think. Uh, yeah, it's just the guy. Oh no, because because he holds it above his head. Yeah, it, it would have been funnier be. if he was on top of it. Yeah, which I think they could probably make work. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is there? I'm into the. I'm into the final parts. Bramble gas would be quite funny from the recent generations. Yes, that'd be quite nice. Okay, right. So it. Uh, Don Fan or one or one of the paradox forms. Yeah, yeah. Iron treads. Iron treads would be pretty cool. Okay, right there you go. They they are your. I don't know how many we listed there. Ten, twelve, maybe. The, the point is, there's so many you could pick from, and you'd have to throw the starters in there anyway for coverage and things like that. You would. But what about tracks? Okay, I'm really excited about tracks. <laughs> okay, God, God, take because it away. there's so many locations yeah. that are just like perfect for this kind of thing so viridian forest is a nice easy intro track because there's a couple of trees that you've got to get around and they designate your corners but instead of like falling off the track you've just got the tall grass that will slow you down if you go into it so it's it's a really simple track you can get lost in it maybe maybe there's like a false turn here or there but that's a nice easy one things like uh lavender tower or what's the one in gen 4 what's the ghost tower in gen 4 
Uh, Mirage Tower? No, I can't remember. I can't remember. remember. Anyway, the Ghost Tower in Gen 4, I could imagine you racing up and down that as like spooky things are happening and stuff is shifting around. That'd be quite good or the okay. old chateau works for that kind of thing as well from uh x and y yeah uh the ssn just oh just, just out yeah driving across the ship would be great yeah. fun yeah yeah uh i thought about like the battle frontier but if you did the whole thing as like a hub world that works. so you'd go into the different areas and then they'd have little teleportations off to the different m- matches and races you could do uh lumio city because we've already got it in smash the big lumio city tower yeah you race yeah. up and down that or oh, race that around works. the outside of it uh geosenge town would be really fun and then sort of on the third lap the ultimate weapon pops out and you have to change up the way you race through it uh four tree city all through all through the trees and all th- across the uh high rises and stuff like that sea marvel again similar yes, to the ssn yes. but it's got underwater sections that you've got to go through and things like that glittering cave because if you're going to have a cave it may as well be the prettiest one um and then marine tunnels from black and white 2 which is like a whole underwater section but There'll be bits of it where like water will leak in and you got to skirt around them. Uh, Ends Castle from the end of Black and White, you know, going up and down those big pathways would be really cool and all through the inside. And then some of the some of the big ones. These these are my like out there ones Uh, through ultra wormholes. Yes. So instead of doing like uh, three lap races, it's three sections. So, and it will change up every time you do it because it will just take you to different parts of ultra space. So you've got bits of it where you drive through a bit of ultra space and then you jump into the ultra wormhole and then you jump out into another bit of ultra space. Or, and this is what I'm really happy with, on the back of Eternamax Eternasis. Oh, yes! <laughs> he's just, uh, just driving along it. Because it just, it just, we don't know how big that thing is. It just goes on f- forever. It's huge. Yeah. It is the largest Pokemon in the game. So, yeah, that's, 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 that's my list. Of- and what I quite like about some of them is you can kind of group them together. So, one that I'm, I am so glad you didn't mention because I wanted to mention this one, but I'm amazed you didn't. The Distortion Zone. Yeah, that's actually a really good shout. Just that's like- a really cool shout. Just the everything. So you're driving along, and then maybe at one point where you're driving along, the distortion kind of flips over. So if you are so far behind, you'll see the people either in front or behind, upside down. Upside down. That'd be really cool. That would be. I would absolutely love that. Um, I'd love to see the Kanto power plant in there. Yeah. Just the the mechanics of the electric Pokemon. So you could have like um electrodes rolling across the screen at certain points, and you have to kind just of as like, hazards. Just think it. You could have Zapdos like coming down every now and again and dropping thunderbolts. Um, what else could you have? You could do. You could do something with Cycling Road, perhaps. Yeah, because you know Cycling Road is one of those annoying ones where, depending on the game you're playing, you're forever going down, and it's really annoying. But because you imagine doing it with with an actual. um, But but Cycling Road is like one of those really easy tracks that's just a loop. Yes, like a really long straight loop. But yep. you go, it, it's fairly slow going on the up, and then it's out of control fast on the way down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just pure chaos. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, what else have we got? There must be something in Johto to do with maybe Sprout Tower or the Ruins of Alf. 
Um, or the Burn Tower. Burn Tower. That one. Ruins of Alpha, I like a lot. Yeah, I like that. You could have National Park, one of the one of the easy what it almost feels like every generation there's one of yeah. those levels that's like introduction, quite easy. You don't really need to worry about turns too much because it's pretty much two or three straights and a couple of a uh, couple of turns. Um Ice Path, because you always need an ice level. Yes, you do. No, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh what else? I'm into so um you could have potentially um, Meteor Falls or yeah. Mount Chimney, maybe, from Generation 3. That'd be quite cool. Uh, what else could we have? Sky Pillar? Oh, good shout. That, that, could, that could work because you race all the way up to the top and then you just, like, you fall back down and you have to do mm-hmm. three laps of, of up and down. Um, where, is, where else is there? I'm trying to think now. Uh, it's, it's hard to pick ones from Gen 9. Because a lot of those areas yeah. are very open and flat, but you could have—is it Zapapico? No, Zapapico is not the one I'm thinking of. Where's um, the where's the electric gym? Oh, uh, Lu- Luminos? No, 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 no. Levincia. No. Possibly. Anyway, you all know where I'm talking about. I'm, I'm googling this now because I, I oh the great crater you. yeah Levincia yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. You do the Great Crater of Paldea. Yeah. You do Area Zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's outside of that. There isn't really. Where else would you do it in? Oh, you in got Paldea. the thicket. You got Tag Tree Thicket. Yeah, yeah, that could work. Yeah. Um, must be somewhere else. Hmm. What What about Generation Eight? Generation Eight and Nine are the feel like the ones that lend them, like least to this kind of game because there isn't any like the the, the locations aren't as strong in those i mean you could yeah. do the wild area from generation eight but like is that just a big open okay it pretty much is what you could do actually is um oh where where does um uh Ka- Kabu, uh motorstoke city motorstoke, because it's got the big elevator hasn't it and i was yeah. literally just thinking that that you could have these big elevator sections where you've got to race across them as they're going up and you hit them either at the right time yes or the wrong yes. time and getting that timing right is a huge part of your uh time trial that works um glimwood tangle oh yeah oh yes you you would have to have that that would be gorgeous to have that mm-hmm um I'm up to Gen 6. Now, there isn't anything else that is just leaping I think we covered a me. lot, to be fair. We, we really, really did. I mean, Alola, maybe, so the way you could do Alola is, like, tying into your wormhole idea, the mm-hmm. ultra wormholes, is, like, you visit each of the islands for a specific, like, memorable locations from those islands, and you go through the ultra wormhole, and then the final, the, like, the fifth element of that track is the ultra wormhole and, and going through that location a bit like Rainbow Road? Yeah, Alola, you've got things like Aether Paradise as well. What's the mm. city with all the boats? That's not a real city. It's oh, just a bunch of I couldn't ships tell you what that all. Seafolk Village. Seafolk Village. There you go. Yeah, that would be really cool. Oh, this. There you go. Right, that game just <laughs> made itself. It pretty much did. I like to the point <laughs> where, like, when when we saw this comment. And we started thinking about like the the games. We're a bit shocked that there's so many genres that they've not 
delved into well they've they've kind of taken a stab at it a, yeah. a long time ago for for most of them and then not done anything so the the main topic is pokemon spin-offs we want to see yeah effectively you know like the and, different, uh, the different if you, genres if you, if, you, if you want to hear about our thoughts on spin-off pokemon games y'all should check out xp share on this channel yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we've done just, one just throwing it out there pokemon pinball <laughs> And then we've got another one coming up. Um, should we tell people what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, so we are playing through, well, I say playing through, I've completed it because I got obsessed with it. Uh, the Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy Color, wasn't it? It was the Game Boy Color, yeah. um, which came out, I don't know how long ago. So there will be another episode coming in probably in the next month, I'd imagine. But back to this topic. So... How do you want to do this? Do you just want to break down, go through each genre, maybe? I mean, is there anything you would specifically want to see? I think start there. Is there anything that, like, has stuck in the back of your mind as, I'm surprised Pokemon never did it? Because I can tell you one off the top of my head. Okay, you go first, then. Pokemon Nintendogs. Did you yeah, ever play Nintendogs? I did, yeah. Why have we never had that? I, I lost so many hours to Nintendogs. It was one of my favorite games for a very long time. And with things like Pokemon and me, um, and now you do camping and you play football with them and you wash them and things like that. Why don't we have anything where you are just caring for Pokemon? So I'm I've in the back of my mind somewhere, is that what Hey You Pikachu was? I don't know enough about that game. I don't know enough about that game. That all I know is it reacted to your voice commands. It did and did things, but that was on the N sixty four, which was a long, long time ago. It was a long time ago, and it's not like you could train your Pokemon up to take part in contests or events or anything like that, like you can in Nintendogs. Right. Okay. See, what what because some people might think, oh, Nintendogs was Nintendogs was just that that one game that came out, but they released (laughs) multiple games. And each time it was like different breeds of dogs, but the core gameplay was the same, right? It was just the models of dogs that they... I'm pretty sure as well that you could unlock all the different dogs in every single game. It was just which ones you had from the start. Yeah, so I am a little bit surprised that they've not done this because what they could do is they could release multiple versions of what is basically the same game where one is like... You know, the fire starters one is the water starters. You could have popular Pokemon like Pikachu in one okay. of them. And you could branch it out that way because from a development point of view, I'd imagine a lot of the core games are the same yeah. and it's just the models that you get in them. Yeah, effectively. It was because especially in Nintendogs where you used to have Obedience, Agility, and Discus was basically your three competitive sports. And then you used to just walk around the neighborhood, uh, finding a bunch of presents and stuff, getting all the hats and things that you could put on your dogs. So you could play dress up with your Pokemon, which would be great. And then you just upgrade your house effectively, which is just the room they all run around in when you're back home. Yeah. And that's it. They're very, very simplistic games. And so like- it's it surprised me that they've kind of dipped their toe into this area and then not gone full hog with it. Especially because we we recently had one on the Switch, didn't we? I I uh, vaguely remember we've had one re- like we maybe 3DS, but we've definitely had one since the DS, which is when they originally came out. But the Switch would allow you to do it because the Switch is touchscreen. 
So mm-hmm. they've got they've already got a modern day console that has the functionality to deliver the same product. They did something similar, yeah. Little friends, dogs and cats, puppies and kitties. Uh, these are all Switch games. So yeah, the idea is there. They could they could do that. They they absolutely could do it, and um, I'm surprised they haven't. Was there anything else that you you are you want them to do, or you surprised they haven't done? Um, there's a couple of ones. I mean, the one we keep bringing up is MMO. Yeah, how and. <laughs> It's one of those weird ones where I kind of don't want them to do because like I've said in previous episodes, because it would just be like, oh, it would be constant content and money driven. Like, okay, so you start in one area, you can explore the world, but if you want certain Pokemon, you know, you can pay to get them early. You can pay for all these items, cosmetics. Like it would be such a money driven game, which is part of the reason why I'm surprised they've not done it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a certain level of cynicism that I don't necessarily disagree with. But this is our own <laughs> hypothetical games, okay? We can make them do it right. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we could absolutely... Okay, so uh, a Memorphago, whatever you call it as, it's cost you 30 quid, you never have to pay another penny, and it's game for life. It's, oh, no, game you, would, you, you would have to have a subscription service, otherwise... Yeah, you would. Running the servers is super expensive on MMOs. Yeah, that's that's yeah, the big yeah. reason for the subscription service. And then updates and things. Mm-hmm, you know, you'd get mm-hmm. so many updates for free before it's like, okay, now we're doing an overhaul and that's when you buy the expansion pack and things like that. I wouldn't mind putting in a subscription service for a Pokemon MMO. I think I yeah, think it would be yeah. good. And I think there's enough there, especially if like you tie in all the villainous teams and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go on the journey and, you know, even if you do simple quests, like go and collect uh, 30 Weedle horns. But as well, while you're out there, you can also catch Weedle and evolve yeah. them and have them part as your party. So the I think the gameplay lends itself very well to that style of game already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Legends Arceus up a lot while we talk about these like spin-off games I'd love to see because that was the first game that really took the same formula but in a new direction with the side quests and things like that. So it shows you that you can have these uh quests within a Pokemon game and have that be the central point and the main fun of it. Mm-hmm. And they've already kind of done a not mass multiplayer, but a multiplayer version like pokemon scarlet and violet you can connect up to four accounts and you can journey together yes it doesn't it's not as fluid as it should be especially Mm -hmm. for you know a mass multiplayer online role-playing experience whatever it is um but like you know bringing your friends together to go on hunts for pokemon to do community events you know to work together to bring down bad guy bases and stuff like that I suppose the argument is that the Pokemon MMO is Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I get, I, I get the comparison, but for me, a Memorphaga would be. Am I saying that right? Memorphaga, Memorphaga, MMO RPG. That's it. Like that. That is different enough from Pokemon Go to warrant it being its own things. Like Pokemon Go is the one that you 
you have to go out and about to really play and get the most out of it. But a Morphaga is one that you could stay at home and just connect with your friends. You could, you know, you don't need to be in the same, you know, country city, not even the same house. Um, mm-hmm. And you'd be able to to play together. And that is something that lends itself to constant updates and bringing yeah. new things out over and over again. And it runs alongside the mainline games because then, you know, there's an argument to be made then that you don't need to get the mainline games out as quickly because you could do content in the the Memorphaga, which then ties in with the other things. So it's almost like other oh, certain Pokemon or events that get introduced in the mass multiplayer online game before it gets introduced in the... like It's almost like a prequel to what happens in the mainline games. Um, and then, obviously, you could, you could flesh out a, a little bit more. Well, it and- allows you to bring in these, like semi-canon pokemon back as well yeah shadow lugia shadow mewtwo yeah um i uh, primal dialga you bring those back as raid bosses and pokemon is moving towards this whole like raid battle thing anyway why not go all out on it and be like no that's that's the game now you 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 get gather 30 of your friends together and go on a massive raid in this dungeon and that would work better anyway because unlike pokemon go where you know you <laughs> You you can connect with randoms, but you have to be there in person, or you have to be mm-hmm. friends and invite them. Like the way Morphogo would work is, oh, there's this event going down at this location. Doesn't Let's matter get where the you are. Together. Yeah, you, or you could just literally travel there. A bit like um, I I spent uh, some time playing Final Fantasy fourteen, mm-hmm. and I wasn't part of a clan, but I know that like when you reach certain story levels, like you literally just jump in on your solo and it goes, oh, we're, we're connecting with three other people that are also wanting to do this. Um, and each of you have your special you know, special class. Mm-hmm. And then you can still progress the story even though you're playing technically as a single player. So, you know, that could be applied to this. So it doesn't matter if you're on your own or you're with a, a clan or you're with randoms. You can still progress the story and, and play. And it would allow you to do something that, like which I, I enjoy about the anime, but the games haven't done this to any level that it needs to of, you know, having some of these um, conversations and characters meeting and how that would work. And a Mimorphica kind of works around that because you could, you know, it doesn't contradict the games that are going to come out or the games that have already come out. It's almost a evolution of those storylines or certain characters. Yeah. And I think you've got it as well where... All, although you can catch all the different Pokemon, I don't think you would... Your Pokemon that you use, you wouldn't necessarily give them commands. I think it would be more like the Let's Go feature, maybe a little bit more in-depth than that. Like yeah. you'd set yeah. them up beforehand, the moves and things that they use, but then they do it automatically. Mm-hmm. And then you as a character have the class and abilities so you could play as a healer effectively you could play as a nurse joy or you could play as a pokemon ranger and you have benefits to catching stronger pokemon and things like that um you know you've got all the different pokemon uh, trainer classes already in there that you could mold into this class system that would really work for the game it really would like you never played pokemon quest did you and no, I, I bring didn't. this up because Pokemon Quest is kind of similar where you go from start to end. You don't control your Pokemon so much as each of them have either one or two commands. And mm-hmm. then you have like a scatter 
command. So if your opponent's using an area, you know, an area of attack, you can just scatter it and avoid it. But then you have a couple of attacks for each of your Pokemon. But like you can't just brute force it with the same Pokemon. You need to kind of bring Pokemon in and out and eventually you get to the point where, okay, I'm going to replace that Pokemon because I've got a new Pokemon that maybe has both abilities or better abilities. And you could do something sim- similar with Morphigo where, you know, you have like, you know, you've got Chansey is, is a healing Pokemon. Then you've got Nurse Joy is the character and they get synergy maybe. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to bring them together because their abilities and um, moves complement one another. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to you're not forced down that route and you can still select Pokemon, but you might not get the best out of them. And yeah, it's not the best build tree that you'll find yes. online. So, yeah. and what what I quite like about that is that's different enough from the mainline games where, like, the mainline games don't... People won't lose interest in the mainline games because they mm-hmm. are still their own separate thing. Because while the Momorphica, I, I think, would work, I think if Nintendo and Game Freak ever did that, they would still go, no, we still want the mainline games, so you've got to balance that some way and not have the new Momorphica overpower it. Even though a Momorphica would probably make more money. Um, yeah, over the long haul. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I could, I could, I'm, I'm amazed they haven't done this because there has been, there have been fan-made uh, Pokemon Momorphicas, which I'm surprised is still going. I'm pretty sure yeah. there's... They're still Pokemon going on the being... online MMO or something, isn't it? Yeah, I'm surprised they've not been shut down. To be quite honest with you, is there any other games? There is the got? the one, okay. the big one for me is an action adventure game. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. I, so, my thinking is like Legend of Zelda, but take for instance Legends Arceus, yeah, and Mystery Dungeon, and smash them together. Okay, yeah. So you okay. run around as a Pokemon. You learn moves as a Pokemon but you're also running around in the battle. So have you played any... You've, you've played the Final Fantasy remake, haven't you? Final Fantasy VII remake? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Similar kind of battle style to that, but you're a Pokemon. I like that. So that was one of the things I, li- I really liked about the game is it took the best parts of an active time battle and a turn-based time battle and added the movement so it mm-hmm. felt really modern and realistic. And yes, I can see how that would lend itself to Pokemon. Again, going back to those like big area of attacks and getting your Pokemon out of there, but then being able to select them and go, okay, right, for this fight, because I'm fighting like a fire Pokemon, well, I'm going to spend most of my battle as a water type Pokemon rather than my two teammates who are, you know, whatever typing, because I want to control the Pokemon that can give the most uh, damage or the most input into this fight and, you know, selecting that one. So yeah, I could see that working as as well. Um, for me, because I've got a few that I am, I'm amazed that they've not done. So I don't think we've had a tower defense game, have we? Not as far as I'm aware. No. I don't think we. I don't think we have. Now I, I'm amazed that we've we've not had one of them on perhaps you know one of the older consoles like DS or a mobile spinoff. Um, because that lends itself really nicely of like, okay, so, you know, I, I've got to stop my opponents getting to my eggs or w- whatever the mechanic is, but then, okay, right. So I'm going to pick a couple of Charmanders cause they're strong against the grass types that are coming or, you know, Charmanders are great at hitting opponents from a distance for, w- with Ember. Um, you could have Pokemon that bring in air support, for example, like, um, you know, flying Pokemon, you could have those type of Pokemon like, um, like Ferris Seed or um, 
you know, Pineco that don't really move around, but, you know, if a Pokemon comes close to them, they'll take a lot of physical damage. Um, so a tower defense game, I could see work because there are so many Pokemon you could bring into that. And I there do enjoy it. There's a ROM hack of it. Oh, is there? There's a tower defense ROM hack. When you Google it, that's the first thing that comes up. Um, similar kind of idea and something I heard someone else mention much bigger creator than us. I completely forget who it was, but I'm going to steal their idea now. Uh, whereas you take on the role of a gym leader and you oh, basically yeah. play yeah. like a tower defense for your gym where you set up the puzzles, you set up the trainers, yeah. you set up what style of battle they're going to use. And then if anybody then reaches you, then it's a Pokemon battle. I like that because that could, you could combine that with almost a like construction management simulator mm-hmm. of the more trainers you so there's there's a benefit to stopping the trainers getting to you but if the trains get to you then and you beat them you earn money you can then invest that money whether or not it's you know buying healing items whether or not it's getting extra pokemon so maybe you just start out with two pokemon and if you're not investing in the right things then eventually trainers are coming at you with six pokemon and because you haven't invested the you know in the right you know fields money whatever it might be oh, you've only got three Pokemon. And then over time, you could, you know, maybe part of it is, okay, so I'm going to buy some training equipment for my trainers, which means that they're more likely to weaken the opponents Mm -hmm. before they get to me. So those two, I think, work quite nice. And I swear we've we've discussed this before in a previous episode, but I feel like those two concepts work quite nicely together. Mm -hmm. Um, One game that I, I'm not, one genre that I'm, I'm, I get why they've not done it. I absolutely mm-hmm. understand why they've not done it, but I would love to see is some kind of horror game because there are so many creepy yeah. ghost locations and ghost Pokemon. That, like, did you ever play the Slenderman games? I did. Yeah, I, I think I played the first one once and yeah. kind of didn't get it, but I, 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 I understand the principle yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, or um. Oh, what is it? Phantasmophobia? Yeah, Phasmophobia Phasmophobia? was the one I was thinking of. That'd be really cool if, like, you know, oh, you're a bunch of kids who sneak into, uh, what was the, um, oh, God, did you ever watch the Poketoons that came out? No, I didn't. Yeah, they're well worth checking out. They're all still on YouTube, so well worth checking out. Um, They they do one where this group of kids break into a school late at night because there's a bunch of ghost Pokemon kicking around and like, oh, we're going to go see him. And then the ghost Pokemon just haunt them and turns one of the girls into a Gengar. And it's great fun. But I could see that you being a bunch of like 15 year olds going on a ghost hunt and just these ghost Pokemon are way worse than you ever imagined. Yes. Well, yeah, because you could also, you could also bring in like some of the items in universe in that. So like, okay, so you need to get in there to, I don't know, find a friend. Like there's there's an objective why you're going Mm. into that area, whatever it might be. And it's like, okay, before you go there, like load up what items are you taking? Yeah, you need the self-scope. You need uh, the Reaper's Cloth to distract the Duskull or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or you could have like things like... um, you know, repels, for example, mm-hmm. where, you know, if you split off and you use a repel, you're probably safe for a little bit, 
but it means that the people you are with are suddenly like more likely to get attacked maybe um you know the polka dalton maybe is a one-use item to allow mm-hmm. you to get out of a cornered room or something like that and you could have it maybe where you know you don't know which po- which ghost pokemon it is and you're trying to figure it out maybe, maybe the self scope is the item that you need to find in the building to almost go from okay we're no longer on the run and defensive now we've got the self scope we can actually start to track it down but maybe it's trying to set traps or scare you away yeah. or something like that um saying that completely understand why nintendo haven't touched this because horror and pokemon like serious horror like you know this the scary type of games pokemon will i can't ever see them touching that unfortunately like, even you're talking about slender man i could see you walking through like the hisuian woods and knowing there's a zoroark out there yes oh yes. knowing it's out there and it's going to come for you at some point and it's illusion ability so you think uh-huh. it's one of your friends maybe or something or you think it's just a cute little pokemon and you approach it yeah and the tr- transformation happens you're like oh okay right gotta get away um what else haven't we had um a rhythm game? I don't think rhythm we've ever game. had one. Like, uh, because the, we went through a phase where Rock Band and Guitar Hero... Okay, I see what you're saying. ...were all the rage, and then from there we've had, like, DJ Hero. There was a Final Fantasy... Well, there's still a Final Fantasy version, which is called Rhythm something or other. I can't remember the name of it. Um, But I'm amazed we've not had that, simply because they could bring in tracks from all the different games, and, you know, you're playing the tracks as it, as it goes along whether or not it's on mobile and you twist it on the side and you're pressing the buttons at the right time maybe or the switch i could see that working pokemon say tap what what's that is that po- a- pokemon say tap is a free mobile phone game for modern smartphones the application is a rhythm based game based on pokemon trading card game the goal is to tap pokemon in rhythm to the music and sounds going on in the game the song the application uses is the Japanese ending theme of the Pokemon anime at the time of the application's announcement. Can you name all the Pokemon black and white? So it's it exists, just not as a full game. No. And it, it, is, he, is it a Japanese only? It definitely looks like it. Yeah, it doesn't look like we... There's, there's nothing I can see. I've looked at video, quick glance at videos, and there's not really a lot out there, which makes me think it's either really old and hard to get, or... Uh, yeah, Gen 5, so... So it might not even be on, like, modern smartphones. It might be, oh, if you've got a smartphone from that time that's got it, or maybe not even a smartphone, just a phone. A four-PC version is available on the Pokemon Daisuke Club for those with accounts. This version works similarly with the smartphone version, but it has no leaderboards. There you go. So you can still play it today. Right. Okay. So I stand corrected. I, okay. Right. Um. What else is there? Okay. Right. But that being said, you're talking about rhythm games. I just want to jump on the back yeah. of that. Have you seen, oh, what's that new rhythm fighting game that they've come out with? Uh, it was rhythm really hot. It came out really recently. Had no uh, build up to it. Oh my God. What's it called? Stole for me. Stall for you. Hi-Fi um, Rush. No, never heard of it. So Hi-Fi Rush was a new game that came out fairly recently. Um, as I say, it had no build-up or anything. But it's a spectacle fighter. So think Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, that kind of thing. Yeah. But if you do it 
to the rhythm, you get bigger and better combos and things like that. So it combines the two, which would be really cool to see. I've never seen anything like that, like a combination of the two. But like thinking about that kind of Devil May Cry Bayonetta, like a hack and slash game, there are mm-hmm. certain Pokemon that would lend themselves really well to yeah. that. Um, that that kind of, you know, I'm thinking of you, Lucario's Grinning. Yeah, Lucario like was the top of my list, yeah. <laughs> those physical fighters and you almost switch between fighting styles maybe or, you know, switch between typing. So you've got like, you can use your metal attack, your steel attacks, you can use your fighting attacks, you can use ground, you can use psychic, you know, jump between these different attacks to get through a game and, and like combo certain moves combo into one another like they do in devil may cry and you know you've got multiple levels you finish the level you get a ranking based on how stylish you were how often you were hit um items and things like that i could see that working really nicely mm-hmm. uh the other big one on my list is an rts or a real-time strategy game now i know we have pokemon conquest but that reminds me a lot more of i've not played it just as a head up but it reminds me of what was it, it final was, fantasy tactics no dynasty warrior tactics uh, right okay but similar kind of principle i assume mm-hmm. um yeah where it's more like that rather than your red alert 2 or uh what's the star, i was gonna say star quest star not right. starcraft starcraft thank you yeah or the one that always comes to the back of my mind is battle for middle earth 2 which was a fantastic yeah. game if yeah, you never yeah. played it. Um, but that was one where you can like recruit heroes in and stuff like that. So you get, you know, you can build um, a section and this like produces Magikarp, which you can then upgrade into Gyarados. But then you can summon in your legendary and they'll do loads of damage and things like that. I like that. I never thought about an RTS because I used to love Command and Conquer. Uh, Red Alert 2 back in the day. Mm, absolutely amazing. Spent way too many hours on it. But as a, like, you could almost have it as maybe that is the game where actually you do go into the past rather yeah, than. And we cover the Kanto War that Surge is talking about, or we cover the war between the brothers of yeah. Generation 5 as that the would dragon slits and things like that. Oh, and maybe that, maybe, uh, yeah. I really do like that idea. And then what you could potentially have is like in a lot of, um, you know, those type of games, you almost have like an ultimate weapon or you have some Mm -hmm. kind of like superpower, don't you? And you could easily do that with some of the Pokemon that are available. Maybe you have it, maybe you have it where it's just after the split of the dragon and that's almost your your ultimate like move. Or even you cover the Kalos War. It could do, yeah quite easily you can and then you go like down that. the uh yeah and then you open up like the alternate timeline stuff where you can either play as you know well actually i was gonna say it doesn't matter which side you're on because az is a third party by the end of it because he goes off on his own thing mm. but yeah you could maybe win the war before az builds the ultimate weapon and then you go into yeah. an alternate timeline I like that. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. really excited. No, I like that. I like that. Um, what, what else have I got? So I've got two more types of games. So I'll touch on the one that I think is more likely to happen. Um, mm-hmm. like sports games. We've had like Wii Sports when that came out. We had like that was massive, like absolutely massive at one point. And surely there was something that can be done with Pokemon there. I I thought about this. 
And okay. I think to all the Mario sports games that we've had, mm. Mario Tennis, Mario Strikers, Mario uh, probably does baseball at some point. Uh, and then they extend it to Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think Pokemon adds anything to sport I, games. It almost feels like you, you're not buying it because it's a good sports game. You're buying it simply because it's got the Pokemon brand attached to it and it, it like yeah, it'd be one much. of the it'd be one of those games where where i can just see the review going it's an all right sports game but if you enjoy pokemon you'll get something out of it so spinning off that something like pokemon like mario party but for pokemon and we've kind of had that in pokemon stadium with all the spin-off games yeah not spin-off you. games but party games but i but i could see them doing something like that yeah yeah, no, I could see Pokemon Pokemon Party working quite well. That, you know, something that you get your friends around, everyone's got one of the Joy-Cons, and like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Like, you know, we've got, I don't know, you've got multiple Pokemon that evolve via a Moonstone, all fighting over getting the Moonstone, for example, and they're all pink and cute and fluffy and everything else. So I could see that working. Um, you know, typical, like, not racing games, but like each of you mashing the buttons to get to the end of the race, at, you know, the quickest... So something like that I could see working. And we had like I said, like we had we had something similar in Pokemon Stadium, but but with you know Mario Party being a massive thing, what we on Mario Party 8 now, um Crash Bash, which was a thing back on the oh my PS God. one. They're redoing that. Are they? Yeah, yeah. I absolutely I love that game, but never really got I, to play I, multiplayer. That- that game is fine as long as you can unlock everything from the start. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That game sucks without cheats. Oh. Because otherwise, it's the, it's the same four maps over and over and over Over and over, and over again. again. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have to have... I think it would have to be, oh, you've got all the game modes, but it's mm-hmm. the different Pokemon that you unlock. Yeah, I Mario Party is a weird one for me because I like it as a mini game game. Yeah. I hate it as a board game. My my, okay. my like game analysis brain, I hate it. The, the, okay. the game itself is not very good. There's not enough choice in it. It's all randomness. And then all none of the stars actually matter because they just get given out like candy at the end to the wrong people anyway. <laughs> wow. So be, yeah, no, I, I love, love the idea, game. but I have my own gripes with Mario Party. <laughs> okay. As someone that's never fully played a Mario Party game, I don't know enough about it. Um, The, the last one. And the only the only reason I'm bringing this up is because it feels like every other like gaming company has in some way tried this out, and it's a battle royale game like Fortnite. Okay, where multiple trainers or Pokemon enter last last man or Pokemon standing. Yeah. Now something like Fortnite has kind of gone a little bit. Well, I was going to say off the rails, but it always has been, and people love it for that. But the fact that you can now run around as Goku and Naruto, <laughs> yes. and uh, well, I was going to call him Jaeger, what's his name? Aaron from Attack on Titan and stuff like yeah. that. And it all melds together. I'm sure you could probably do that with the different Pokemon. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I could see that working. I yeah it's it's a straight because i because like with with fortnite uh-huh the it's like there's no 
it doesn't matter which pickaxe you have. It doesn't matter what your costume is. It doesn't matter what your glider is. Like there is no, it doesn't affect the the abilities of the player. The it, it's like it's just cosmetic at the end of the day. Okay, but I can't see that working with Pokemon because they are just naturally all different. Like different Pokemon have different you know, abilities, moves, whether or not mm. it's, okay, well, that Pokemon can fly, which gives it an advantage in certain circumstances. That Pokemon can dig. That Pokemon psychic. Like, like it kind of feels like you couldn't just do cosmetics because they Pokemon, just by what they are, all have, like, quirks and different natures and abilities, which lends itself to a battle royale where, you know, it's almost like maybe it's a class battle royale, maybe different like they fall into different categories and it it pulls back into like you know each one is is strong or weak against another one of them i think the problem is that we need to develop we need to develop there needs to be a real-time combat for pokemon developed before a lot of these kind of games can Mm -hmm. branch Mm -hmm. off of them because at the moment the turn-based strategy doesn't lend itself to these kind of things at all no yeah I th- oh, yeah, I, yeah, I see that. Yeah, and like po- Pokemon Unite's a good example of where they've taken it and gone. Yeah, turn-based won't work for this. We need to do it, and and how do you do that? And they've they've done it simplified you know, it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I really do like that. And I have got one more. Um, mm. just thinking about it, and we we have kind of had this with the the Pokemon tournaments. Was it? Yeah, Pokemon proper tournament? fighter, proper fighter, which is like I I haven't bought that game but i have played it when it was a demo for a little bit and then it was a free limited time and oh i i've never had so much fun with a fight it's a really well balanced fighting game the pokemon look great the abilities are amazing the fact that some pokemon can mega evolve and use you know build up specials and stuff but what i'm surprised we haven't got is a sideways fighter Mm -hmm. so it's 2d and we kind of, you can kind of have that if you play Smash Bros and you can only select the Pokemon. You can kind of do that. Mm. But I'm amazed we haven't had something like that where it's more like 2D stylized. So it's not 2D the 3D. anime fighter. So you're talking yes. about your Blaze Blue, your, uh, or Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Or the old fashioned like um, Street Fighter yeah. games, maybe. Like, and I can. I can understand why, because it's like, oh, Pokemon, even though they fight, you don't want in the same sense. It's a Pokemon fighting game, because it might put off some people. But mm, Yeah, if it looked it like work. the anime, though. Yes, that could work. Like, if, if, you, if you saw Pikachu do that, you know, we've been watching Journeys long enough now that we know what it looks like when he does Thunderbolt. We know what it yeah. looks like when he does Electroweb. If the camera flipped around and zoomed in as he did his super move and stuff like that, I'd be into it. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd really in, enjoy that. Have you got any others that we've not? One last one, and it's okay. one I've kind of touched on before, and I, I'd never thought I'd say this, but I want a walking simulator. Okay, which, sal- which is just give me, a, give me, give me Pokemon Snap free roam, effectively. Oh yeah, okay, right, okay. You know so, where I can just go and just study Pokemon in the wild. I like that. And that feels like, to me, it would almost be like it's it's not about the photography. It's more about you've got your Pokedex. Go mm-hmm. out and you know that, you know, the professor tasks you with, okay, the like straight away already tells you, okay, okay, these are the Pokemon that are in the game. But we, But that's all you know. 
and now you need to go out and find a like a pigeon. You're like, okay, right. I need to try and figure out how to get it to do things that I can record in the Pokedex, or whether or not it's feeding certain items, whether or not it's like luring another Pokemon, so like a Caterpie or a Weedle, and then you see it chase it, and you get to see all these real life, real life, all these like interactions between these Pokemon that you that you know you don't see in the main game, unfortunately. That you kind of do see in the anime where certain Pokemon react to different Pokemon because there's like a food chain and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could. I, I think I'd actually prefer that to Pokemon Snap. Yeah, so would I. Uh, the other one, I'm just going to quick fire these now. Uh, okay. Survival game. So, like, have you ever played Ark Survival Evolved? I, I yeah, I. My you run around, you build bases, and you capture dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was so my experience. Just, just, just swap out dinosaurs for Pokemon. That game is perfect. Okay, that's yep. it. Um, okay. Or you go the other way with it, and you do Animal Crossing with Pokemon. So similar yeah. to how you've got like um cafe remix and stuff. Oh, this Pokemon showed up here. If you uh, make them friendly enough, they'll stick around and they'll join your team and then they have special abilities that they can do. And you just build up a town from what is effectively a little ranch and then you build up a town around it. Yeah. And you become the next great Pokemon town. That again feels like one that I'm surprised they've not done. So mm-hmm. I've got one 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 more genre that I can't see them can't see them getting into even though i've seen a mod of this which was quite funny is a pokemon shooter experience the mod that i saw was basically you go around shooting the pokemon that's not what i'm suggesting yes. that would okay, never yeah, happen yeah, yeah, I know, but i'm I, thinking I, i'm i'm thinking more what you could do is like almost um you could set it in you know past times and you have like almost a pokeball launcher so yep. the shooter is like, oh, I'm not actually shooting the Pokemon. I'm catching the Pokemon. So instead of throwing the Pokeball, using the gun, the, the guns, for lack of a better word, but there are different types. So maybe one is better for up close, like scatter gun approach, like a shotgun. One for distance sniper rifle, maybe for Pokemon that flee easily. And you are trying to... So it's almost like Pokemon Ranger. You're trying to complete the... The, the, catch the most all the Pokemon. similar thing we have, I'm trying to think, is like Dream Radar. Yes. Where you would move around the room with your ds and you'd shoot all the orbs and then you try and get the single pokemon to stay in the reticle for long enough and you'd shoot lasers at it that's that's probably the closest we've had mm. i could i could see that working uh any others from you no i think i'm tapped out <laughs> me too there's there's a lot there let us if you've got one let us know in the comments down below always be good to you know hear what our audience thinks Shall we move on to Pokemon Ultimate Journeys? Let's uh, do it. Uh, a couple of good so episodes this week, actually. Yeah, so it's that time again where we continue to watch Pokemon Ultimate Journeys. We've got three episodes, and we are we, we're quickly coming towards what the midway point, I think, of this season. I think so. It's around yeah. that because, like the the last couple of these episodes are very much yeah. The Masters Eight is isn't far off. We're, we're building time to, to it. prep. Yeah. So this one is the first episode, episode 22, Helping the Hometown Hero. It's a direct follow-up from last week's episode with um, uh, Lily finding the father and them heading on over to Alola. And basically, it, it's it's just it's just a, a follow-up to the Sun and Moon series, right? It's literally just, let's get everyone together and have a good time. 
effectively so what we're getting now is a bunch of ash's previous rivals previous friends and things mm. like that coming up to say like we believe in you you're in yeah sorry yeah. It's, uh, i actually get a little bit choked up um uh-huh. <laughs> you know these are people coming back and be like i have faith in you and in this one we see kiawe gladian and professor kukui showing up and be like look you're about to face the hardest thing you've ever done in yeah. your life yeah none of us compare to you so you gotta fight all of us at the same time which that isn't that's that the only me. way we can train yeah. you for what's to come yeah, I didn't expect, like, the moment it was like, it's a battle royale, I thought, oh, this is going to be, I thought, oh, this is just going to be a fun, a fun, quirky episode. It doesn't matter if Ash loses, but actually, yeah, you're right. It, like, the moment they all teamed up on Ash, I thought, oh, I know, I see where this is going now. It It is trying to train Ash because, like you say, he has got the the most difficult fights he has ever had. And how else do you train his Pokemon at this point? Like, and we kind of see that in the next couple of episodes. It becomes less about, it becomes more about, okay, let's put Ash in the, in, in circumstances that you wouldn't normally fall into in Pokemon battles, but you can still learn something from it. Yeah. And it works really well. Um, One thing I, I did like is, there's a couple of standout moments for me. One is, I don't know whose Eevee it is, but whoever <laughs> gave the ball cut to that Eevee. It's like, Lana's. <laughs> that's that's not fair on that Eevee. I, I'm sorry, but that is, that's borderline to like Pokemon abuse. Like, that's not fair. Speaking of strange haircuts, uh, Professor Kakui without his, his, his hat. Like, yep. Never seen that before, and it looks really weird. But I think it's because I've never seen it before. But is is he got receding hair? Is he got a mullet? Is he got receding hairline? I'm not entirely mullet? sure. Um, <laughs> but um, one of the other things is obviously the the battle royale that they have. Some of those, some of the animations where it's like though the characters where are in they're the in the background, they're colored, and then you got the Pokemon doing the move. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. Love that. I, like. I didn't see the season, uh, the, the the sun and moon season, but like two takeaways that I've taken from what the main takeaway that I've taken from this season and just him going back is that like he really made his presence known for like just being a really nice person, which Ash is, but it's the fact that like they're all like during the battle of the crowd start cheering champion over and over again and just seeing ash and just being like oh wow like like so out of all the series that i want to go back and watch sun and moon is probably the one because i i would love to see ash's dynamic with all these different characters and see how he what was beautiful at sun and moon was the fact that we've always seen ash be very open and be very welcoming to those around them and sort of take everyone on as a friend Mm-hmm. Alola was the first place that opened their arms to him in return and went, no, you, you're you're not our friend. You're our family. Kakui yeah. literally refers to him as family. They call him Big Brother Ash to their child like because he was taken in and it's like, no, you don't just live here. I'm not your professor. I am your surrogate father for the foreseeable future. And as wow. far as long as you'll ever need me, I will be there for you. Alola is beautiful, man. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> and it is. Yeah. And when they're all screaming champion and you see Kakui standing there like, 
do you want to you want to use your z move let's use your z move yeah let's go 1v1 broke me this episode broke me i'm not gonna lie yeah it's a really really good uh episode we also get a guest appearance from tapu coco who's also (laughs) rooting for like feels like like it's it's annoying that you we know the outcome of ash's um masters eight um Mm -hmm. it'll be more interesting to see the the journey i think of him winning even though like we know he wins but like it almost feels like everything is aligning Mm-hmm. like the different pokemon the the trainers coming in it almost feels like either it, it feels like okay even what? if i wasn't aware of the the win that he gets at the end everything is pointing to yeah ash is winning this because everything is just aligning at the right time again it's even more you talk about tapu coco showing up you need to understand the context that tapu coco was the final pokemon he fought to become champion. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Tapu, so Tapu Coco, as soon as Ash showed up in Alola, was like, I like this kid. You're going to go far. Gives him his Electrium Z. Um, okay. And then during the final fight against Kukui for the champion match, uh, Tapu Coco shows up and is like, no, I'm taking this match. This is this is me versus this kid, me versus this Pikachu. And Ash's Z crystal that Tapu Coco gave him evolved on the spot into Pikium Z. And Ash is the only person with that. That's why his 10 million volt Thunderbolt is so epic, because he's the wow. only one who can do it, because he's so in tune with Pikachu. And Tapu Coco does his own Z move with Kukui and becomes the big Titan um, Island Guardian. It's fantastic fight. Go watch it. Watch all of it. Okay. It's great. Okay. Oh, well, I, I, it is on my to-do list at some point, probably after journeys. I'd imagine. Uh-huh. Um, great episode. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah. So, episode twenty-three, chasing to the finish. Uh, we finally, uh, we, 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 is it William? William, um, who's one oh, of the I've... Project Mew? Anyway, we finally get the the resolution of the Quillen. Reggies. Pardon? Quillen. Oh, it's Quillen. Oh, okay, right. My W's changed to a Q. uh, Q's changed to a W. Anyway, we finally get the resolution of him catching all the the Regis. So he catches Regis Steel, again, using Urishufu, which leads into um, the final Project Mew test, which uh, Go has to try and catch either Regilecki or Regidrago. Or does he have to catch both of them? No. So the idea is that you catch one of them and you get three tokens. This is the final task. Whoever the top three are after this mm-hmm. task get added to Project Mew and That's goes it. at the very bottom of the list. So he's he's tied at seventh place. Mm-hmm. Blues first. Hor- Horace? Horace? Horace, um, Horace is second. Gary's second. first. Yeah. Um, and then there's multiple and then trainers. The, there's a couple of people ahead of him. Yeah. So Go is... Which I kind of like, actually, because, uh, because like, if... He doesn't deserve to be higher. <laughs> yeah that's the thing he's still learning he's developing and it would it would take it away if you oh right he's like really high up on this ranking whereas him being so low means actually there's a chance he might not get through this but he learns a lesson from it um and what's to- kind of cool as well sorry just to cut in there yeah gary is at 12 coins yeah. and this final one is that is worth three and i think horace has 11 so Gary, like Gary, is through no matter what. Mm, mm. Like no matter who earns the other coins, I think Gary was through. 
So the fact that Gary is Go's partner in this, and like when Go shows up to the temple, Gary's waiting there for him, and specifically says like, "No, I've been waiting here for you. We're gonna do this together." Yeah, and it's it when you realize the fact that Gary doesn't need this, but in Gary taking those three coins away from anybody else other than Go. It allows Go to move on to Project Mew. It's actually a really huge thing that he's doing for him. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he doesn't have to. Like, he's through no. at this point. Yeah. And the the only thing... So, so question. Do you think... Okay. Why do you think Blue... Uh, Gary, I keep saying Blue. <laughs> Why do you think Gary does that? Do you think it's a case of... Like, I see potential in this kid. Is he potentially... Oh, you're a friend of ash like i got you back in in a weird way but i've got you back but i'm gonna make you work for it or is there is there another reason a little bit of both okay so he he i think their relationship starts off as you're a friend of ash therefore i'm i'm cool with you in my own Mm. way but (laughs) then develops into okay you're actually on the same kind of research path that i am you're not Ash's rival, as most people who travel around with him are. Mm-hmm. You're actually more aligned with me. And he does say in this, he's like, you are my rival. Which is huge, because I don't yeah. think Go earns that in the slightest. No, he, no, I, I'd agree with you there. I, I, I would agree. Like, rivals to me always feel like they're, like, they're, they're close. Go and Maybe Horace. Like, I could see yeah, Go and Horace yes. being rivals. Yes. But... For for Gary to turn around and be like, no, you're my rival in this. Where you want to find yeah. out everything about every single Pokemon, so do I. Therefore, we have the same goal. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, in in that way, that does make sense. Um, so we we end up at the temples that we see. I don't know the name of the temples, but we see them in the Crown Tundra, where you the, the temple split into two, and you have to use the different patterns on the floor to. In the games, you can choose one of the two. Whereas in this, basically, you have to do it at the same time. But before we can do that, we get two trainers intervene from last week, uh, last week's episodes, Lila and Sterling, who, like, in a weird way, work is a really powerful couple, do you not think? Like, yeah, they any- are. <laughs> you, like, they'd, they'd make a good Team Rocket team. Yes, they really would. Yes, I can see that working re- really well. It's the kind of attitude of, yeah, we're the best. Not You're not the best, but like I can see why you think you're the best. But we're willing to do underhanded tactics to be the best. Yes, yes. Uh, we treat you to a tag battle. Uh, so it's a one one Pokemon each, a 2v2. Um, they predict, goes bring his Cinderace, but Gary predicts that they'll bring Pokemon to counter that. I Which don't is a know why weird Cinderace... pull because A, they didn't know that they were going to fight him. No. And B, he used Intellion they, never, last time. Yeah, they used Intellion yeah. last time. Yeah. They've never yeah. seen his Cinderace. The, the, only, the only way I can kind of justify that is like each of them, like, you know, the, there's obviously an app of some kind. You can see the rankings and therefore you can probably get some kind of data or information on what they've done in the past and I'd, it'd be interesting to go back and see if go has used cinderace in any project mew battles but gary like predict gary plays like the ultimate blind here of predicting their prediction to bring <laughs> a pokemon that counters there so he brings blastoise um and we get some like it's a, it's an enjoyable battle but what is strange is like oh they're using a ground type move cinderace jump on blastoise back 
and blast her, shoot them up in the air with your water cannons. Yeah. Sure, sure. Let's just. Hey, apply. you're both friends with Ash, aren't you? You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's just <laughs> apply the, this logic. Anyway, they win. The Reggies are, are, are released, uh, and um, they're off on the back foot because they're fighting the Reggies. Like, mm-hmm. why would you not be off on on, on the back foot? But although course- I really like their Pokemon pick. I really like, uh, so Go brings um, Flygon. Flygon, yeah. which is super effective against both Regilecki and Regidrago. So yeah. very good yeah, pick yeah, for yeah. him. And then uh, Gary brings the Hatterene, which I didn't even know Gary had. Fair play. Co- yeah. Co- yeah. Cool cool addition. Why not? Kind of suits um, him in a weird way. It does, yeah. But yeah. just not something we've ever seen him with before. Nope. He just throws nope. it out here. Um, but fairy type against Regidrago. Great. Makes sense. Yeah. Really, really, yeah. really smart moves. Um, so they both kind of brought something that will take on their opponent and their starter. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 win by you you know typical Pokemon combo logic. tactics. They learn they learn the power of friendship and win that way. Yeah. So yeah, we, we win. We catch the two Reggies um, and in a Pokeball, which is funny because a- Quillen Quillen throws out all the other Reggies in Ultra Balls, and these two are like, "Nah, Pokeball, I nah, Pokeball, Pokeball will do it." Um, Gary points out that Go is now working with others and no longer being prideful or emotional. So that's that kind of being shown his development. But like to me, Go still comes across as emotional, prideful, me like prideful from. But then he does. He, he got carried. Let's let's not yeah. mess around. He got carried. Yeah, Without he Gary, he'd have never done it. If he could, he couldn't have. He couldn't have led that team. But he's learned Agreed. to take orders better. Yeah, that to me is the thing. Like it's not a, like emotional. I still think goes emotional and prideful. Like not bringing a, Ash along, kind of is being prideful. It's like no Ash. Mm. Like I got this. Whereas instead of going, you know what, Ash, like. Can you just come for moral support? I, you know, you're not going to fight. You're not going to battle. But if you can just be there to support me, I'd really appreciate it. Um, with all five Regis together, we see a pillar of light in the distance, something <sighs> Regigigas, um, Dynamaxed. Um, but, go on, what, go on. <laughs> it's a tease, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that leads nowhere? I don't know. No, he shows no, up and it's like, oh, Regigigas, it's Dynamaxed, yeah. and it's gone. Nothing. What? What? Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with that. It is a bit of a because I thought that was going to lead into something. I I honestly thought I was going to look at the time and go, oh, there's ten minutes left of this episode. Mm-hmm. Like this is what it's led to, and we're going to get the the culmination of this Reggie plot line. But no. like you say, it's just kind of oh, it's there and it's gone. But it did make me think, you know, like in the law, Reggie Geeks moves consonants. Mm-hmm. The Dynamax phenomenon kind of helps to explain that. Okay. Like, I, I know that's not what they were intending. Difficult, difficult to say because Eternatus only came to Earth uh, 3,000 oh, years ago. okay. Yeah, but the Earth's only like 2,000 years old. So it's, but of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Let's it's not... Fine, fine. No, 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 no. We don't poke. Flat. We don't poke. No, no, no. no. Don't ever mock the uh, any of our listeners for whatever reason we don't do <laughs> true that. true true right should we move on to the next episode uh one last note about this oh, okay. one okay it's it's in the wrong place go on so we go from the crown tundra to alola to kanto to the crown tundra why isn't it at the end of the crown tundra episode with lily yeah ash goes right i'm going back to alola go get some message ah i'm gonna stick around yeah, why not? <laughs> Are you sense. sure you don't want me to stick around? No, you go with your friends. I'll I'll do this last bit on my own. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, you're, you're absolutely <laughs> right there. That... And yeah, then we get sorry. to see what Ash does in the Battle Royale, yeah. and we get to see Go go off. It, it yeah. just seemed weird to me. <laughs> really bizarre that that wasn't, because that is such an easy through line to pick and go, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that's how, that's how we do it, but... Anyway, um, let's move on to the last episode this week, episode 24, Friends, Rivals, Lend Me Your (sighs) Spirit. Now, this is almost a tale of two halves because the first half of the episode feels very much like filler, but nostalgic filler. Yeah. Of, oh, look at all Ashy's past Pokemon training one another. And honestly, I didn't think we were going to get anywhere with this. I thought this episode might see one of his Pokemon learn a move and that was it. Other than that, it was a bit of a... It's a, it's a, it's you know, a nothing episode. Yeah, yeah, but I fun nonetheless. Because seeing yes. all of Ash's Pokemon again, always fun. Always nice. Like always nice. But we did get Paul mm-hmm. appear halfway through, which isn't what I expected. I, I know of Paul, and I knew about the Chimchar, and I know he's from Sinnoh, and that is about where I draw the line on my knowledge with Paul. So, so Paul is a douche. Yes, that um, much I do and, know. <laughs> and was for the longest time. Now, I was a little bit put off by the whole Chimchar story because it's effectively the Charmander story again. Yeah. But it's taken to a much better place because Paul sticks around as the rival. Um, we see Paul is effectively what happens if you have real-life online battlers in the Pokemon world. He cares about abilities and he cares about IVs. Right, Okay. <laughs> So basically, so, like, so he catches like a bunch of Starly and turns around. It's like you're not strong enough. You're not strong enough. So you're released, and I'm going right. to train up this one, which, which is not the wrong attitude to have, but it's not it. the one that is very much promoted in the anime. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it moral? If, is it ethically right? Probably not. But we all like competitive Pokemon battlers do it in the games, yeah, because it's just digital assets. They don't really care. If you wanted and- to be the best trainer in this in the anime. It's about the connection, not about the individual strength of the Pokemon. And, yeah. you know, Ash learns because Paul's trying to, especially with the Chimchari, trying to pull out its Blaze ability, which mm-hmm. Blaze is once you're down to a certain level of damage, you instigate Blaze and that kind of stuff. And it, Diamond and Pearl is really good at bringing in a lot of the abilities and things like that um, more to the forefront. And okay. yeah, it, it, it was a cool journey with Paul. And obviously, eventually they didn't become friends but it was a case of all right you might you might be right in your way of thinking i'm okay i'm not saying i was wrong yeah but you might be right in your way of thinking bye right (laughs) that makes sense um so we get a battle i didn't expect a battle in this episode um we get so paul challenge no ash challenges paul doesn't he to a and and i think paul offers it because he sort of turns around and because the whole point is that he's prepping ash much in the same way as the battle royale was a case of like all right we're going to do everything we can to prep you for the biggest battles of your life paul kind of shows up to do the same thing yeah i i I can't help but feel like this like watching the episode through to completion like when paul appears he's like oh this is a happy coincidence but actually it's not a coincidence no not in the slightest like how how Paul knows Ash is going to be there? I I don't know, but but he doesn't Paul... because Professor Oak invites him. That's it. Right, so Paul okay. shows up because he's doing research and things like that, and asks Professor Oak a couple of questions. And then I assume there's some level of collusion between the two. Yeah. It's like, oh, I hear Ash is in the Masters Eight. 
do you think he's ready? And Oak goes, well, do you want to find out for yourself? And yeah. invites him down. Yeah, yeah. And that's shown in, like, the Pokemon he brings very deliberately are Pokemon that the Masters ate use. And they even bring out Gyarados. Gyarados is used by Lance. Megros is used by Steven. And, and Garchomp is used by Cynthia. So, like, those three Pokemon, depending on how the matchups work, Ash could very easily end up battling at least one, if not all of them. Um, and the the I won't go too much into the, the, the actual battles, but the, the main highlights are obviously Gengar learning Will-O-Wisp, Will-O-Wisp which plays a major role in being able to beat Metagross. Metagross. Um, Lucario learns Bullet Punch. Yes, and Lucario seems like... At, like The three battles that went on, I don't know if Lucario seems the most competent or Gyarados was the weakest, but like that matchup... It definitely felt the most comfortable. Yes, it really did. Like Lucario is like really does come across as such a competent fighter in Ash's team. Yeah, so Ash has had... Although Ash's ace has always been Pikachu and always mm. will be Pikachu, I think every single generation, every single series, he's had a new ace. So the yes. easiest one would be, you know, it was Charizard originally. Mm. Charizard was the trump card that you pulled out. Um, and then in Kalos, you had the Greninja. Yeah. Um, I think there's been an argument for Lycanroc in Sun and Moon, but he had such a good team in Sun and Moon, that's hard to say. But for Journeys, I definitely say it's Lucario. Lucario is yeah. his ace pokemon beside pikachu yeah agreed yeah yeah it almost feels like all the others it like if you're watching the episodes and he's having a fight all the all the other pokemon like there's a there's a chance they could lose against the first pokemon they're thrown out against i don't get that feeling from lucario lucario Mm -hmm. feels like the one that you know if you send him in he'll always win that fight he might be on his last legs but he'll always win that fight and then you bring him out later on to kind of maybe get a second second win Or you you stall out or something like that. It, it was a you know what it, it was an enjoyable episode overall, and I'm glad it wasn't just a nostalgic you know nostalgia bait episode of look at all of Ash's old Pokemon and like oh that was that was the episode um which is which is weird because that episode that an episode of him just visiting his Pokemon would work after he's beaten after he's won and it's one of those episodes that. You know, it's the kind of the send-off rush. It would work really well there. So I'm glad that they didn't do it here and there was actually learning and development for Ash and his team. And of course, we also got um, Bailiff just legging it up to Ash and, and jumping on oh, him. So which adorable. is It's absolutely adorable, which is probably, if those of you who don't know me, probably weird me just bringing that point up. Look, look at my avatar thing that i've got like you'll you'll understand but overall three really good episodes yeah back-to-back strong episodes i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which means that i'd imagine next next week we're probably touching at least one of the masters eight episodes i'm maybe I'm, or I'm maybe got, we'll get filler we're not sure <laughs> i haven't got the list shall i have a cheeky look or not uh <laughs> let's have a look chasing to the finish friends rivals curtains up fight the fights there we opening go. the masters tournament that's it next week yeah. we're here yeah, we we are. Yeah, actually, you know what? Like just looking looks at like the thumbnails, three episodes. It looks, looks like, like three Masters Eight battles next week. Yeah, all all three Masters Eight. It pretty much does feel like we are just getting, yeah, Ma- Masters Eight with potentially one or two I can see that don't look like Masters Eight. So I think um, it's good. Oh, I I cannot wait to see how this uh, good this times goes down. ahead. Good times indeed. Ben, are you ready yes. to play a game? Of course, always. 
Do you want to explain to your audience what we're doing then? In front of Connor, he has three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But can I spot the fake entry? Okay. I had three Pokemon I had to pick this week. Can you guess which three Pokemon I picked? Okay. So looking back at the... the oh, okay. I'm going to guess one of the Reggies. Okay, no. Oh, okay. Incineroar? Nope. Okay. Bayleaf? No. So okay. I picked, <laughs> first off, Gyarados. Okay, Gyarados. But, very specifically, Mega Gyarados. Oh, oh so, is this the theme? I'm sensing a the theme. Yeah. So, deck entry number one. It jets water from the orifices on its sides, streaking above the water surface at supersonic speed. Deck entry number two. The dorsal fins on the back of Mega Gyarados elongate and become razor sharp. As it shoots through the water, they are capable of cleaving ships cleanly in two. And number three. Mega Evolution places a burden on his body. The stress causes it to become all the more ferocious. Okay. I'm going to go number one. Okay. Any reason? Um, what I know about the Mega Evolution Pokedex entries is they are a lot more, they feel a lot more extreme and they mm-hmm. stress damage or uncomfortableness for the Pokemon. And the first one was the only one that didn't kind of either go it's really dangerous or it's a burden on the pokemon so that's why i went with the first that's fair that is a genuine thing that happens in the mega evolution pokedex entries but not with this one that was indeed uh accurate that was a real what no the fake one was number two no oh no so there is a pokedex entry about it cutting ships in half but it's just it ramming through them okay uh nothing to do with the dorsal i was so confident yeah (laughs) Dexit, or Pokemon number two, is Garchomp, but very specifically, Mega Garchomp. The process of Mega Evolution caused its arms to form into sides. The immense pain of this transformation sends Garchomp into an uncontrollable fury. Number two. Its disposition is more vicious than before its Mega Evolution. Garchomp carves its opponents up with the scythes on both of its arms. And Dex entry number three. Its arms and wings melted into something like scythes. Mad with rage, it rampages on and on. Okay. I'm pretty sure number three is accurate because I remember seeing in a video that the scythes kind of melt and fuse and everything, which makes you think, see, so it's, it's one or two. So I've got a 50-50 shot. Number one was about the fury, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And number two was about it's more... Vicious. Like, vicious. So, I, oh, Okay. I'm going to go with number one's the fake entry. Number one is the fake entry. Well done. Okay, good. I've not got zero. Nope. And the third question is Metagross. Third question. The third Pokemon is Metagross, but very specifically, Mega Metagross. (laughs) Okay. Mega Evolution further boosts its already astounding intellect. It uses this more developed brain to devise the most cruel ways to defeat its opponent. Next entry number two. This form results from one Metagross, one Metang, and two Beldum linking up. <laughs> okay. And Dex entry number three. When it knows it can't win, it digs the claws on its legs into its opponent and starts the countdown to a big explosion. Number two feels like the odd one out because it's like, it's a mega revolution. So, it, like, 
in game there is no kind of like it, it's li- there is no other you do that mechanic doesn't function in the game. No, so you just need the one. But, but Metang has been said to be too yes. Beldum, and then Metagross is too Metang. Yeah, yeah, which is like why it makes me think that it is so. It feels so wrong that it's actually right. But I don't know if this is like a double bluff or something. So, and the third one I think is legitimate. I think it's between one and two, and I'm gonna say two. No, and you're gonna say one. You are correct. You said two, knowing it was going to be one. It is one indeed. Oh, no. I was so... I was oh, so annoyed. I thought that as well. I'm like, I, I get that it's Metang plus Metang equals Metagross, but like Mega Evolution is an entirely different thing. Yeah, that's a really weird one, but mm-hmm. well, well done. I'm glad you picked you picked Megas because that was really fun. I really enjoy them, the Pokedex entries I think entries we covered Gyarados before, which was why I was a little bit worried. Oh, okay. You thought so, I was going to... Yeah, it just happened that all three of those Pokemon had Megas, so I was like, yeah, all right, let's go for this. I like that. I, I really did like that. Should we move on to comments and questions, even though we've already uh, had one? We, 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 did the, we did the big one, but yeah, what else you got for me? So we've got one from Tony over on YouTube, but this might be a go away and think about it, because I can't think of one. So uh, what's one of your favorite most hype moments in any series or franchise, and with the power of hindsight, how would you improve it and make it better? I mean, mine is always going to be like the big anime pools. So Super Saiyan 1, Super Saiyan 2, Goku and Gohan, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, Ichigo's first Bankai. Um, those are the big ones I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. What would make them better? Not much. Not much. Okay. Because there's, if they're hype moments that are stuck in the back of my head then they don't need to be better surely yeah i i, I get that uh, i can understand that it, it, so for for me the one that kind of that comes to my head off is probably the portal scene from avengers endgame like that yeah. culmination of all these characters these storylines mashing together and going oh right they can make this work like that kind of bringing so many heroes together but it doesn't feel bloated. And part of the benefit of that is they've had all the individual movies. One thing that that like would would make it better for me in terms of um of like fan like just me as a fan and enjoying it, but would probably make it worse as a movie is seeing some more of these characters come together and talking to one another, like seeing the interactions between yeah. You know, we didn't get to see um, Thor and Drax, which I think could have worked really well in those two kind of meshing off one another a lot more because um, we only touched on that slightly in, in, in Infinity War. So some of these more like character interactions and having them speak to one another and how that would work. But the movie was already, what, three hours long? I was going like, to say, and I don't think that adds to that moment anymore. No, that that's it, which is... But there's no... There's no way you can do that because, like, a lot of those heroes coming back is, like, snap of the moment. So you can't have those interactions. And there is one deleted scene where during the battle against Thanos, a lot of the heroes end up in, like, this kind of, like, trench and start discussing battle tactics. And while it's great to see these characters talking with one another, it doesn't work because it takes you out of this big epic fight where... 
it feels a bit disingenuous because you've got all these like no faces like the different uh, different like ravages and the different people from um um doctor strange's commentage i think it is um like they're all dying up there but you're okay just coming down here to discuss a battle plan feels a bit disingenuous doesn't really doesn't work but i would like to have seen more of that if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, or by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter. And you know what? If it's a really good question about Pokemon, who knows? Might become a whole episode <laughs> like Nido Kings or King Nidos even. Um, plug section, uh, just very quickly. Uh, my Cycles Are Only video is now out on YouTube where I attempt Ooh. to beat Pokemon Scarlet and well, Pokemon Violet with just a Cycles Are. Um, not as easy as I thought it was going to be. I, I did that thinking it won't take me long to pump out the video because it'll be quite easy. Was not easy in the slightest. Fool! Um, and yeah, and um, currently also on YouTube, I've got my Pokemon Infinite Fusions uh, series going on absolutely loving it it's so much fun i didn't think i was going to enjoy it past the first couple of episodes because i did two restarts because i was still trying to figure it out more than anything um but i'm really enjoying that the analytics are doing really well and hopefully it gets me close to that you know monetization which i'm really looking forward to and that's the show and and sorry just because like i already asked connor if he wanted to plug anything he said no before the episode so i'm not (laughs) being rude okay um that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just the you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoen Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoen on Twitch. No, Twitter, not Twitch, Twitter. Uh, do you and not do the, Twitch anymore? Uh, I'm basically at the point where I'm getting fiber uh, on Friday, so I want to go back into YouTube for streaming. Okay. Uh, I just can't do it on the internet connection I've got because YouTube flags loads of error messages. Um, as for the Goldenrod Podcast, you can find us on the usual platform. Search for Goldenrod Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon Podcast content. See ya! See ya!